it's historical trauma that's been passed down through Aboriginal families and communities from one generation to the next. And the sort of traumas that we're talking about are things like violence, things like abuse, neglect, mental health issues, you know, substance abuse, alcohol abuse. Those are the sort of traumas that, that we're talking about when we're talking about intergenerational trauma. And that impact, there's a negative impact on people's physical and emotional well-being and their spiritual well-being. And this is a result of, it's a result of colonisation. It's a result of things like the stolen generations. And although this is a tragic circumstance in Western Australia, the recognition by the WA coroner that intergenerational trauma is at the heart of this is, is a good step forward. It's a, it's a step in the right direction because if we, we don't understand the cause of trauma, if we don't understand that it's linked to our history, the history of colonisation in this country, then we're not going to, we can't design the solutions to tackle it. And that's what's happened in the past. We've just seen these sorts of incidents growing and growing. Um, our communities, our young people stuck in vicious cycles of um, trauma, hurt and pain, and it's resulting in loss of life, early loss of life. What do you say to those people who don't believe intergenerational trauma exists or, or that it actually has a significant impact on people's lives? Well, that's the point of intergenerational trauma. It may have happened, things may have happened a long time ago, but they haven't been healed. Um, communities and um, families have continued to pass the trauma out on from one generation to the next. And um, look, the evidence is there in front of our eyes. We know that in our communities there are many people struggling. We know that um, you know we're overrepresented in jails. We know that our kids are overrepresented in child protection systems. And that's not because we're inherently bad. It's because we have we have problems and challenges in our communities, and um, they come they have arisen by the vulnerability that's been created in our families and our communities by the processes of colonisation. And look, if people and people that don't believe this, they then look. I think we just need to leave them behind. Trauma is, is real. Um, trauma has a real impact on people's spirit, on their social and emotional well-being and their physical health. And really, when you dig into trauma and understand it, it's the only logical explanation for many of the challenges that are going on in our communities. Uh, traditionally, we weren't sick people. We weren't, we're not traditionally criminal people. It's, those um, situations have arisen from the, the process of colonisation. And we have to accept the trauma is real. We have to accept that it's having a present-day impact and once we do that, we can start to design solutions. So this has nothing to do with blame or white guilt or any of those kind of issues. Those are distractions. What we're trying to get to and what the WA coroner has been able to do is create a, a, a marker there, a, a, you know, put a stake in the ground and say, this, these deaths have resulted from the tragedy of intergenerational trauma and there's an opportunity now to respond to that and start designing programs and solutions that are community-led, um, focused on culture, supporting the healing of our, of our communities and people and creating the safe spaces for children to grow up, you know, with more hope and, uh, you know, strong identity and strong connection to their family and, and really healthy relationships.
You, you were mentioning just then, you know, uh, those local solutions and things like that. What, why is it important that these solutions uh, and that input, a uh, heavy input, comes from these communities and that they can have this say? Well, it's important because that's what works. You know, any solution that's imposed on anyone, if they don't have ownership and if they don't have a, a say in what the priorities should be, um, if they don't have a say in designing the, or defining the problem and then designing the solution, well, they're not going to engage with it. So whilst we have a major challenge here in addressing intergenerational trauma, we also have a major opportunity to support community leadership, develop community leadership, build community capability to respond in a you know, very powerful way to these challenges and issues. But we have to do the, the policy has to be right and the, and the design of the program program design of the policy implementation has to be right you know the Healing Foundation has been working in this space for the last eight or nine years and working closely with communities and so we know what the life changing outcomes that we can get if communities are positioned to lead if they're positioned to deliver and they're positioned to determine you know their priorities and, and their future basically. What are some of those solutions then moving forward do you think that we need to uh, where we can start to break the cycle and, and, you know, we can start to see communities and, and, and people healing. One of the things the coroner said that we should, there should be a revamp of social programs so that to incorporate more cultural healing processes. And I think that would be, it would be good to see a bigger investment in, in healing, cultural healing. And, and cultural healing is a, a process that communities can design that help particularly vulnerable people, um, families and children, to connect to their, their cultural identity and knowing who they are, where they're from, their place in the world, their own history. That's really important. We have to feel connected to something. We have to be grounded in something. And our culture is thousands of years old and it's a resource that's just sitting there waiting for us and we can engage with that if the right conditions exist. And I think the policy makers help create those right conditions that can help create safety in communities, create this space where people can heal, people can overcome, you know, the impact of trauma so that they're not constantly agitated, they're not um, hypervigilant, that they're not in a constant state of fight or flight, but they can develop a sense of calm, they can understand trauma better, understand how it impacts on them and start to behave differently, start to have, you know, interact with with life, interact with their communities, interact with their families in a different way, in a positive way, grounded in the values of our of our culture, um, and grounded in our own spiritual connection to you know to land and, and country and to each other. Uh, these things are you know they're, they're intrinsic to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, and if we can create the space, create the right sort of supports and mechanisms to um, bring those to the surface in our communities and engage our communities in there with their leadership, taking responsibility and ownership, then we can change this. We can change these vicious cycles where we see young children taking their lives, where we see young children growing up in communities where they're unsafe, uh, growing up in family environments where they're uh, dealing with um, drugs, alcohol, violence. I mean, these are very challenging issues, but they can be solved. I understand the Healing Foundation has produced a community-led uh, suicide reduction framework. Can you just tell us a bit about that? You know, we, we've captured some stories about 
a couple of communities, one at one Yarra, one at Yarraba and one at Tiwi. And these stories are they're suicide stories that occurred back in the 90s and the early 2000s. And, you know, there were clusters of suicides going on in, in those communities. The community had no solution. They didn't understand what was going on. But they started to meet, they started to talk, and they started to design solutions to overcome and, and prevent those suicides. So the framework that we've been developing is based on those stories, and it's about empowering communities, empowering them to understand what trauma is and how it impacts on people, but also then empowering and working with them to work out what the priority issues are in their community. What are the things they can do to address those priority issues? So what, what activities will they do? But also evaluate those things. So it's quite a sophisticated approach and it's something that our communities will embrace. We've, we've worked with communities. We've seen the examples in Tiwi and Yarrabah uh, back in the you know 20 odd years ago. But that's still relevant for us today. We can learn from that. We can learn from the example of those communities. And they just decided they had a big problem and no one was going to help them, so they had to resolve it themselves. And um, I think that we, all of our communities that are struggling at the moment, can take take a, a leaf out of those that that book, the book of those communities, and um, you know start to design um, solutions that connect connect to culture, connect to identity, and, and keep um, children safe. It's a resource that um, service providers and communities can um, engage with, really. It's useful to have service providers that are out there trying to or making the effort to provide suicide prevention services, but we can't service our way out of intergenerational trauma. You know, we can't just keep increasing services because it's not going to work. You know, we have we have a lot of services at the moment, and so the solution doesn't just embed, it's not just sitting with services. It's about what communities are doing. It's about communities taking that resource, starting to think uh, strategically, starting to engage with people who can support them to develop plans, develop programs, and, uh, and, and go from there. Services are still important and they're needed, but it has to be community-led because if the community's not engaged, then we don't get the results, we don't get the change that we need.